Greetings, gamers. I'm Bed Roth. And I'm Shoot Kapow. And you're listening to Very Good Music. Uh, Pikmin Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, and whew, as you are listening to this, we are in the midst of our uh, like six week-to-week episodes that I'm like crazy, and we're <laughs> somehow trying to pack all of this in by the end of June, but I am super excited, and it is, man, it's really been a blast. Really enjoyed our back-to-back cat episodes the last couple of weeks yep. with uh, Dusk Many and then cats. with Ryan. And I am really excited, though, tonight to get back to just you and me, Shukapow. I really like these episodes because we get to talk about a lot of fun stuff. Now, next week is going to be closest to normal because it's actually going to be you picking seven tracks and me picking seven tracks. However, tonight, for this very special episode, you actually picked all 14 of our tracks because our patrons picked Pikmin. And you love this series. So yes. I was like, hey, you should pick all of the songs. I'm because picking all of the songs. I don't know them as well as you do. So, yeah, Pikmin. We're going to talk a little bit about this series, but why don't you remind us, what was your first experience with the Pikmin franchise? Somehow we got Pikmin 2. I don't really remember how. And then I played it and liked it. Yeah, I think I got it. I don't remember when. But I thought it looked kind of cool and fun. Mostly, it was after we got Brawl, Smash Brothers Brawl, because it was mostly like his Olimar was in there, and we wanted to know a little more about that. But uh, yeah, we got Pikmin too, and I thought that you would enjoy it, and then you ended up enjoying the series even more than I did. You've actually played Pikmin One, which I don't think I've even played a minute of Pikmin One. <laughs> Good, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but I have played and beaten Pikmin 3. Yo, nice. And I did beat Pikmin 2 once. That final boss is really, really tough. Um, but we'll get into all of that. For now, uh, what is your first track of the show? First up, I have the title theme from Pikmin 1. Hey, let's go ahead and hear that, and when we come back, we'll start talking a little more about the series and its first game. Yes. Thank you. 
And that was the main theme from Pikmin. Really, really cool little tune, and I think probably a good... It's a good starting point, not just because it's the title of the first game, but because it really lays the foundation for a lot of the musical elements that we're going to hear. Nature yep. sounds, percussion, and that do-do-do-do-do, which is the motif that the whole series follows. Yep. Pikmin 1 was released in 2001 by Nintendo for the GameCube. Yes, 2001. This game, the series is 20 years old. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And it's It'll only be 21 years no 20 years old in October. Yep, just like me. Except you know, <laughs> 20 years old. No, I was 18 when this game came out. Wow. I actually had just turned wait 2001. I was turning 19 the month that this came out. <laughs> so that's that's crazy business, man. Well, this soundtrack was composed by. Hajime Wakai. That's right. And Hajime Wakai was the sort of the main composer for the whole series. Uh, a couple of other composers did come in on Pikmin 3, which we will talk about when we get there. But Wakai was the composer, the sole composer for both Pikmin and Pikmin 2. Hajime Wakai was born on July 5th, 1973. He has worked with Nintendo since the N64 era. Um, yes. His first game was, do you remember? We've talked about it before. He composed it with Koji Kondo. Wasn't one of Kondo's main series. Although Wakai is really in heavily involved in the Zelda series these days. Mm-hmm. Wakai's first game, uh, any type of sound, but he was a composer on it, was Star Fox 64. Ah. He actually is the composer of the Star Wolf theme, among other themes. Oh, nice. He is most well known for his work on Star Fox, Pikmin, and Legend of Zelda titles. He actually recorded some of the voice samples for the Pikmin. So some of the little Pikmin squeaks are Hajime Wakai. In the Wii era, he started working as a sound director for some titles, like um, he worked on the Big Brain series, uh, a couple of the Wii games, and then on Nintendo Land for the Wii U. But then also he became a sound director in Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. And so he's really, like I said, involved in the Zelda series over the last couple of, uh, couple of games. And... He has worked exclusively, from what I could see, as a sound director and not a composer since 2016. Ah. So, does seem to be kind of his new era. Now, um, Pikmin, how many tracks do you have from each game tonight? From Pikmin 1, I have four. From Pikmin 2, I have the most with seven. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it's a nostalgic choice, so... Yeah. For Pikmin 3, I have three. Okay. If I remember, Pikmin 3's music was really a lot more ambient. It, it didn't have a whole lot of really super catchy melodic tunes in it. Pikmin 1, the primary one I remember is I Know Uta, which we played on our Love Themes episode, but if we have it again tonight, that's fine. Since that was a bonus episode, and I'm not even sure how many people caught it. So Pikmin, every area has a different musical theme. Right? Yeah. Uh, music changes depending on the time of day, also. During the day, the normal tune plays. Once the light starts to fade and it's time to get all the Pikmin ready, the music changes to like a calmer version of what it was. Does that sound right? Yep. This is all research I found online since I haven't played this game. Uh, in challenge mode, the music that normally plays for the current level is sped up, as well as the darker remix. It just it plays faster in challenge mode. Yeah. 
Sometimes, when you're close to an enemy creature, more percussion and occasional like brass splashes are added to the song, uh, which make it, um, you know, a little bit more intense. Like a sense of danger is added to it, and this kind of dynamic music is really something that Wakai, I think, stands out in Wakai's work because the music of the Pikmin series, because of the way the gameplay works. You don't really have different like stage music, so you have this music that has to be ambient enough that it doesn't get annoying, but also good enough that it's memorable. You know, it's that it's that sort of balance that that a lot of the best composers can strike. I know Uta, the theme song, which I mentioned before, was actually also covered by a band called Strawberry Flower. We talked about this a little bit on the Love Themes episode. And they released it as a single, along with the release of Pikmin. And they also have released some other Pikmin-themed singles and albums throughout their career, so they're yeah. also kind of tied to the series. The, the, there was an official soundtrack released for Pikmin, uh, which this was kind of early for Nintendo to do this back in 2001. The soundtrack is called Pikmin Worlds. Now, there is one game, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way up front, one game that you did not mention that is in the Pikmin series that we're not playing anything from. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we pick anything from Hey Pikmin? Because it's garbage. Have you played it? No, but RJ's told me the about the Pikmin, the Hey Pikmin experience, and apparently it's absolutely horrible. Yeah, it doesn't look very fun. The music, from what little I have heard of it, is pretty good, but it doesn't really have any meaning for us because we've never played it. Same thing with, even though we have Nintendo Land, we've never played the Pikmin minigame in that, and so... Uh, but you also don't have any Smash remixes of Pikmin tunes, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting. But, you know, maybe if we end up going a little long a couple of times, I can play the uh, the Smash, like, nature sounds that play on the Pikmin stage yeah. while, we're, while we're talking. That'd be fun. Okay, so that's all I have to say. What do you what do you say? You want to play one of your other four songs for this, and then when we come back, talk a little about your experience with Pikmin One. Yep. Okay. Cool. What have we got next? Next up from Pikmin One again, <laughs> we have Impact Sight. Thank 
This, this was Impact Site from Pikmin, released in 2001 and composed by Hajime Wakai. I'm not doing this every time. Yeah, no, we don't have to do that every time. That's fine. <laughs> so I mentioned that the music in these games, or at least this game, was is dynamic. Are you playing like the normal version of these themes? Yes. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, briefly, Pikmin is a real-time strategy game that plays differently than a lot of the other RTSs that you may have heard before. In this game, you play as a spaceman, and you land on this planet, and you find these uh, native sort of plant-animal hybrid creatures that you can order around and have find things for you and bring back to you, while at the same time defending against enemies uh, or getting them for like bonus points. Bonus and, points. Bonus um, units. You so yeah, it's a real-time strategy game, but Impact Site, I think this is a good place for you to start talking. What is the story of Pikmin, the first game? So, Olimar's out on a, I think a work vacation, just flying through space like you do. A little bit of trivia, Olimar's name is based on an inversion of Mario. Ah, yeah. Orima Mario. Before Pikmin, there was this little Mario thingy that they did. They showed off a, some sort of gaming thingy or something. And it was just like a bunch of different... Mario CPUs running around, uh, you know, just like showing off how, what the GameCube could handle, you mm-hmm. know, predating Pikmin. Hmm, okay. Huh. Neat. Uh, but yeah, continue. Yeah. yeah, so he, um, his ship just gets destroyed by a meteor, even though he has two thingies that he can activate to get himself out of danger. <laughs> so his... Not a very adept spaceman, I guess. Yeah. So he he falls onto this planet, and his ship just like kind of falls apart on the way down. So impact site is where he lands. Yes, gotcha. His ship just face plants into the ground, and he face plants into the ground after falling out of it. So you get out, and this music plays. Yes, I can tell. I can tell now that this game is twenty years old. These sound fonts are. Yep. This is early MIDI stuff. <laughs> Not super early, but. Um, but that doesn't detract from... I mean, it's a weird tune, but it, it's definitely got a strong melodic core to it. Why did you, uh, why did you choose this track? Because it's, you know, it's the first area, you know? Okay. It's sort of tutorial level. So what do you do in this area? You, so... I assume you find a Pikmin. Yes, you, um, you Is go the red, up to... the red Pikmin you find first, like in the other games? Yes. Okay. Uh, the red Pikmin's always the first, the blue Pikmin's always the last. That's sort of how it goes. I thought the blue Pikmin were... Man, I wish we could have RJ here for this. in two. Huh. Uh, I thought it went red, blue, yellow. No, you actually white. get the, um... The reds, then you go to the purples, and... Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, so it's fine. Red, and then we find blue and yellow, or yellow and blue later. And the red Pikmin are resistant to fire. Yes. And they have mouths... No, they have noses. They have noses. No and they also have time, uh, times 1.5 attack power, greater attack power than the other two. And briefly describe what a Pikmin is. Yes, a Pikmin is a sort of, like, really small... It's, it's like a little dude. So, uh, for a bit of context here, Olimar's like three inches tall compared to us. Right. And the Pikmin are like, maybe two. Yeah, they're about half his height. Yeah. So... A little taller maybe with the, the leaf flower thing. They're just like the little, the little dudes. And, um, each of them have different colors and different attributes. 
So they're basically like little... A little humanoid creature. Yeah, a little humanoid creature. It's part plant, all, part animal. Yes, part plant, part animal. All of them have eyes, but uh, some of the different ones have different sort of attributes. Mm -hmm. um, the yellow ones have these big, long elf ears. The, um, the blue ones have mouths. The blue ones have mouths, <laughs> and the red ones have the have little pointy noses. Mm -hmm. They start out with a leaf on um, a little stem on top of their head. Yes, and, and then as from they get drinking, stronger, it turns into a or they, they drink nectar. They drink nectar and they get flowers. And you can also a bud and then a flower. No, they they drink nectar to get the flowers. Um, but you can leave them in the ground for a bit, and then they go to bud and then flower. Oh, okay. So the, oh, right, the nectar takes them straight to flower. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And yeah, so they all have different attributes, like uh, Shukapau said. The yellow ones you can throw higher, and they are immune to electricity. And in Pikmin 3, which we get to later, they can also throw bombs. The blue ones can go underwater, which is super, super handy, and is a really, really great way to like expand the world, yeah. like, like vertical expansion, uh, almost in a sense, although it's vertical downward, Yeah, because it's the same area, but now you can go to new places in it because you have Pikmin that can go to these, you know, these areas, so it's really cool. And I think it makes sense that they're the last Pikmin you meet, because you've already explored these areas and kind of you're reaching the limits of what you can find. And then all of a sudden, the rest of it's unlocked for you. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, a landing or impact site. Um, oh my so gosh. You find your first Pikmin, then what happens? Pikmin's a real-time strategy Metroidvania. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Cool. All right. What's um? What happens after you find your first Pikmin? So actually, first you find the onion, which is the Pikmin's sort of mother base. It mm. Apparently, it looks like a sort of squashed onion when it's in the ground. Then it goes up and has three little spindly legs that go down to the um, the ground. And it's got a little flower helicopter thingy on top. So a, a little Pikmin bud shoots out of that and goes into the ground. And um, then you wait five hours for it to sprout. <laughs> and when it finally does, you pick it and um, you've got a little Pikmin that are following you. That you figure out what they do, and, yep. uh, and then you throw them at flowers, and they eat the flowers, and pellets fall down. Yes, and, and then you, you take, take those back, to, back the onion, to the onion, and the onion makes more Pikmin. Yes, and that's how you get more Pikmin. That's yep. how you grow your little Pikmin army. Uh, can you take a hundred with you in the first game, like in the other? Uh, yeah, okay. the limit's a hundred in all of the games. Okay, so all right. Um, cool. And then you use the Pikmin, and you start looking for the pieces of your ship so that you can go home. <laughs> or finish your mission. Yes. All right. And so, what is your what is your next track from Pikmin One? Uh, my next track will be today's results. Was today's results from Pikmin. All of them. Oh yeah, this this theme is reused. Cool. 
All right. Well, what is a, a day like in the Pikmin games? So you get down or in the first Pikmin game, rather. Yeah, you get down to the 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 planet. Mm-hmm. You go over to the onions and get out whichever Pikmin you need. So yeah, at the end of the day, you have to go back up in your ship because at nighttime, all the really dangerous critters come out. Yes. So before you go up in your ship, you have to get your Pikmin back to their onion because if you don't, they will die. And your your onion follows you up into space, right? Uh, yeah, all we okay. do. Yep. Um, the onion follows you up into space, and then so you get back down, you get the Pikmin out of your onion. And oh yeah, a pretty important thing. The um, the creatures on the planet, which all of our names PNF four hundred four, they're all nocturnal. So, well, pretty much all nocturnal, and so they the Pikmin have to be in the onion at nighttime, or. You know, it's gonna... They'll be eaten. Yeah. Yeah. But in the daytime, these critters are still all around. Um, like, most famously, the bullborb, which yes, the looks bulborb. like a ladybug, but with a really big mouth and two big legs. <laughs> yeah. And the they'll be sleeping during the day, most of them. Yeah. And you can attack them, or you can try to, like, stealth your way around them or by them. You have different ways you can approach it, but... Each day, you go about your business trying to find more parts for your your ship. And in the first game, you have a limit. Like, how many days do you have? Um, you have 30. 30 days to find your ship and get everything completed. Yes. What, what else are you trying to do? Like, what gets you points during the day? So, yeah, when Olimar crash-landed, the ship parts went to all the different, all the different areas. There's, I think, five. Mm-hmm. There's Impact Site, there's Forest of Hope... There's Forest Naval, there's Distant Spring, <laughs> and there's, I think it's called Final Trial. Okay. Why did you uh, say Distant Spring that way? I hate it. I so, hate it so that, much. Is that where you are right now? Yes. So what happened tonight? I heard you were, I heard your discontent. <laughs> it was mostly just about the Pikmin's awful pathfinding. Aw, uh, yeah, the AI in this game is not always super great, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Shukapau actually is playing through the first Pikmin game again. Uh, yes, I am. And uh, right now you're in the distant spring area. But yeah, what, yes. what are you trying to... You're, each day you're trying to get all the ship parts. Are you trying to do anything else in the first game? You can kill things and bring them back to the different onions to get more Pikmin. Mm-hmm. There's actually an enemy called the Smoky Prog. And... Yeah, it's the first spirit you fight in Smash Ultimate. Yep. <laughs> And it's it's ridiculous. Like it leaves this trail behind it, and if if it touches Pikmin with that, they just instantly die. Ooh, yeah, that that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but um, if you if you beat it, you get this little thing that gives you a hundred Pikmin for bringing it back to the um, the onion. At the end of each day, I remember in Pikmin Two, Olimar often has like little fun things to say about. What happened that day? Like a diary entry. Yeah, Is I think that that's that's actually that's Pikmin one. Then okay. Then actually, I think he does do that in Pikmin two. And there's also little letters from. Oh yeah, from his wife and daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in Pikmin one, yeah, you get you get up back up to space and you have your little diary entry and your score is based on like how many Pikmin survived and how many parts you found. Yeah, basically. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Cool. So yeah, Pikmin one seems fairly. Fairly simple and straightforward in that way, uh, which is, you know, what you want from the first game in a series. And, yeah, um, well, why don't we go ahead, if you're ready, 
We can play the last song from Pikmin 1. Which is Forest of Hope. I knew we were going to get here. Very cool. Let's hear it. That was Forest of Hope from Pikmin. Very nice. This is a really pretty little track. I like this one a lot. This is one of your favorites from the series, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think we're... I like that we're playing these first four because we're really getting a sense of Wakai's range. And I think we're also hearing, possibly, this is completely conjecture on my part, but some of his influences. That first one, the... Well, the first one was kind of his own thing, I think, but Impact Sight really makes me think of uh, quirky composers like like Kazumi Totaka of Animal Crossing fame, uh, Mario Paint, some of the Yoshi stuff. Yeah, Mario Paint. Yeah. The second one, or the third one you played, the results screen, actually reminds me a little bit of some of Hip Tanaka's slower stuff, things like Metroid, stuff like that. Yeah. And then this one... This one really shows like his, his the melodic nature, the sort of cinematic nature. This is like this could almost be in a Mario game. Um, it's it, similar to something you might hear from Koji Kondo, but also later on from like Mahito Yokota and some of the Mario Galaxy stuff, uh, which this predated, by the way. Yeah. But this was really really nice. I like it a lot, and it's not right on like the grid, like. Do, 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 do. That re- retardando there toward the end of the loop was really, really cool. So, what is the uh, Forest of Hope area like? When do you go to it? Is it like the first one after the impact site? Or? Yeah. Okay. So, you you sort of start, sort of land on the planet mm-hmm. in this little sort of enclosed area. You've got to use the Pikmin to break down a wall. Okay. And so once you do that, there's this like little shore area, mm-hmm. and then a little sort of pond next to it. Okay. Uh, so you go right, and you find some bulb orbs sleeping there, and then another wall. 
Uh, there's also pellet posies all over the place in, okay. in Syria. So it really helps you build up your Pikmin. Yeah. You um, still just have red at this point? Yeah. But then when you break down the wall, there's a yellow onion there, and that's where you get yellow Pikmin. The yellow Pikmin can, in this game, all they can do is pick up bombs and be thrown slightly higher than the other Pikmin. That's all they do. Oh, so this game has the bombs too? Yes. Okay, cool. This one and three, okay. I think, are the only ones. Then in two, yeah. you um, they, you can't pick them up. They just <laughs> drop from the ceiling yeah. and kill you. Oof. Anyway, um, yeah, so Forest of Hope. That's where you find the yellow Pikmin. I really like this. And this place, like when you're just doing like normal going through the game stuff. Yeah. This doesn't feel like a level theme. It's it's really it's really I don't know why I don't know why I say that. It's pretty chill. It is chill. It's very yeah. chill. I like it a lot. Is all the like the area area music in the game kind of calming like this? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, we are not devoting devoting a whole episode to each of these soundtracks, although we really probably could. There's a lot more behind the Forest of Hope. Like we got the big open area, but then back behind that, there's a bunch of little twisting pathways over. To the to the right area, there's a bunch of bosses. There's like five snaggerets, which are these little snakes. It's not little. Like there's snake, these, there's these big egrets. snakes yeah. with egret with heads. egret heads. Yeah, they're terrifying. <laughs> and we will have have uh, pictures of some of these enemies in the art that you can see on YouTube. It's just the the, the cover at this point, but uh, we'll definitely have some of these critters there and. Yeah, uh, so we're not doing a full focus on each of these soundtracks, even though we probably could, because there, yeah. there is all, all the music is really great in these games. Yep. But it is about time we move on, but before we do, you need to tell us what happens in this game. Oh, and by the way, spoiler alert, we are going to talk about like most of the stories here. How does the Pikmin end? So, the canon ending is, like, you get all 30 of your ship parts, mm-hmm. and... You sort of like say goodbye to the Pikmin, and you you blast off into space, mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of other onions follow you. There's like black ones and green ones and brown ones and pink ones. It's like it's ridiculous. I don't know where all that came from. Wow, that's they just like <laughs> sort of come up into the atmosphere to say goodbye to you. Wow, they could totally do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. They could do something with having Pikmin four. Uh, Pikmin 4. We pine after that. Yeah. Okay, well then, uh, he goes home, and his business goes bankrupt, right? Yep. What he works for, the shipping business he works for, and yep. why, why, did, why does that happen? Wait, wait. Do we know this right yet, at the beginning? Here's where we introduce Louie. Also, we do not. Did we ever determine if Louie is actually related to Olimar, or if he's just a co-worker? I don't know. I, I still feel like he's like Olimar's nephew or something, but maybe he, we know he's a coworker, and uh, yeah. So who is Louis? So Louis is a new hiree, a new employee of Hockatate Freight, which Hockatate is Hockatate is Olimar's home planet. Yes, yeah. and then yes, and the president of Hockatate Freight informs Olimar, being Pikmin two, that. They were out delivering a shipment of golden pick-pick carrots, which the Pikmin were actually named after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pick-pick carrots are Hakatate's main export. Yeah, they've got the little... They're, pick, they're carrots with two little 
they split off into two little ends. Oh yeah, and then, and then it has, has the little, little stem which stem the pigment also had. Yeah, yeah. So. And they were out delivering this, and what happened to it? I've got a theory that because Lily was on the um, the delivery thingy, he says there was. He was ambushed by a ravenous space bunny that ate the carrots, but <laughs> as we find out later, Louie is a... Glutton? Yes, he is. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure he ate them. Okay, alright. So, Pikmin 2 starts out with you having to go back to PNF 404, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you need to make money so that the business won't fail. <laughs> you gotta find treasure. Find treasure. And what is your first track from Pikmin 2? The title theme from Pikmin 2. Okay. Let's it's, it's actually different than normal one. title theme from Pikmin 2, released in 2004 for the Nintendo Wii, and also composed by Hashime Wakai. So Pikmin 2 came out three years after Pikmin 1. Yep. And really just built on the formula a lot. Uh, this, this has a pretty different structure, which we'll get into. Pikmin 2 features distinctive music in both the overworld areas and, newly introduced in this game, the caves. Music in the caves is often minimalistic. Uh, it is. It seems to be chosen according to like how difficult the cave is and the kind of hazards that you find. In rest areas, there's a, like a soft melody, like there's safe sort of safe zones in caves. But the music in Pikmin 2 plays as a number of different variations um, on a theme. There are a couple of different factors. It changes when the Pikmin interfere with monsters when they carry treasure. Tempo decreases when the um, the captain that you're playing as, which we'll get to in a second, loses life. If you use either Louie or the secret unlockable third player, the president, then yes. the music has um, actually, interestingly enough, changes to a time signature of 6-8 or 9-8 instead of the 3-4 or 4-4 that you have with Olimar, which is kind of cool. Above ground, the music also changes depending on the time of day, just like in the first Pikmin game. And another song from Strawberry Flower called Tane no Uta was used for the advertising in Pikmin 2. So yeah, that's uh, kind of the music in this game. What is uh, what is some of your experience with this game? What do you what do you like about this one? What do you remember? It's a lot better than Pikmin One. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to? What is your what is your first like in game track? Um, well, first off, I've got the map theme. <laughs> okay, cool. And then we can talk a little more about the uh, areas in this game. You yes. mentioned there are five in Pikmin One. When we come back from listening to the map theme, we'll talk a little more about the layout of Pikmin Two. Yes.
Thomas World Map from Pikmin 2. Very cool. Very cool. And so, yeah, in this game, you, uh, unlike Pikmin 1, where you're trying to just repair the ship, in this game, as we mentioned, you're going around and collecting treasures. And that's really cool, because the little treasures are actually, like, debris from, well, again, spoiler alert, PNF 404 is actually what planet? Earth. It is Earth. It's post-apocalyptic Earth, after all the humans are killed by the Pikmin. Yep. And... It's a theory, though. I explained it before on, on the show. <laughs> yeah. And so you go around and find these treasures, which are... It's really just trash from when we were here. And yep. you take it back and um, lift it up uh, into your ship, and it tells you how many... Treasure, uh, but I'll explain that when we get there. What's the currency in this game? Pocos. Pocos. Tells you how many Pocos it's worth. And, yeah. So, uh, you can find these things on the overworld after overcoming certain obstacles. You can also go into caves and explore the caves and find a lot of these things. Sometimes yes. they're just, like, sitting out there. Sometimes you get them by beating an enemy. Yep. But uh, that's sort of the whole um, story in this game. Well, another cool factor in this game is that, as I mentioned, you can play as multiple captains... And uh, you can kind of have two different things going on in different areas, uh, which is really, really expanded on in Pikmin 3, but first made its introduction here. Yes. So, yeah. I really, I like this game a lot. So we played, I played a lot of this game. I played yeah, a Pikmin lot of this Pikmin 2 is, Pikmin 2 is very fun. I played a lot of this game back when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. All right, um... So yeah, in this area, what is the first area that you, or in this game, what's the first area that you land in? So, of course, you crash in Valley of Repose, which is the cold, wintry area. Mm -hmm. Just sort of a theme we're starting off. There are four areas in Pikmin 2, and they're all based on the different seasons. Oh, yeah! I remember that. I'd forgotten that little, that little thing. But you crash, like you said, you don't land uh, safely like you meant to. Yes, and Louie falls out of the ship. <laughs> of course he does. So Louie is actually the first captain you play as in this game, right? I know I know he's the one who finds the the, the onion. But maybe, maybe he plays Olimar first. Okay, he plays Olimar first, and then it switches to Louie. Yeah. Louie finds the onion, and then they get reunited. Yeah. yeah. Um, Olimar actually sees five red Pikmin beating up a... Um, uh, dwarf bulborb, which is just a small bulborbs. Ah, gotcha. Right. Okay. So, when does your next track come into play? This is the Valley of Repose theme, actually. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and hear it.
Alright, and that was Valley of Repose. Yeah, I can definitely tell that's a winter track. Yep. The sleigh bells and sort of the chimey percussion. Uh, it's got that echoey sound to it. This is a this is quite nice. This is what, Chukapow? Very good music. <laughs> yep. I don't remember this theme at all. I'll be interested to, to see if I like recognize some of the music from, from Pikmin 2. Because I did play it a lot. But, uh, yeah. So... What happens? Kind of how how does how does this whole thing start out? Uh, Once they get to the planet, we know how it like. Yes. You know. Um. So they 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 get reunited, and they find their first piece of treasure, a Duracell battery, one of the fat ones. What is it called? A Duracell battery. No, in the game. Because oh. another funny thing about these uh, treasures is that they have fancy names, even though you can see on the screen what they obviously are. Yeah. Durable energy cell. Oh wait, no, this one's the courage reactor. The durable, the the durable, durable energy cell is in the shower room. Is it like a different Duracell battery? It's just a slightly less fat Duracell battery. <laughs> okay, so this is like a uh, like a D Ooh, battery. I just saw the name submerged castle, and I'm terrified now. <laughs> well, we will probably get there. We will get there. Um, I always thought that a cool thing they could do at Pikmin Four is uh, it would have to be unlockable because you don't want to put it behind a paywall, but instead of finding treasures, like if you have an amiibo, you could scan it into the game and you could find that amiibo and they could come up with cute names for them. Yeah. That would be really fun. But yeah, so you find your first treasure and then another cool thing about the treasures is that some of them don't just get you Pocos, they also like enhance your ship with other abilities. They give you other things that you can, like other tools you can use in the field, right? Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a thingy that, like, it's like a dowsing machine in Pokemon. It sort of tells you when you're near treasures. Oh yeah, I remember that. So you can see them easily underground, because the white Pikmin can see things underground. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can. And... Oh, yeah, the new Pikmin, I'll explain that in a second. The white Pikmin also can, uh, walk through poison, like the red ones can walk through fire, yeah, and, and they are, they are also poison us uh, if they get eaten by an enemy. Yes. Yeah. There are no more bomb rocks in this game, but now yellow Pikmin have the power to harness lightning. By which I mean they can walk through electricity when it instantly kills everything else. And the purple Pikmin are OP. Yeah, they're very, very strong and very, very heavy. And they have lots of attack power. Yes. They're... T- ten times as strong as normal Pikmin when carrying things, and they're also very ten slow. times as heavy. And they're yes, they are very slow. You have to you have to manage like if you're walking, you have to kind of keep stopping so the purple Pikmin can catch up. The thing with the purples <laughs> is though, that if, when you like slam them on the ground next to an enemy, it like stuns the enemy for five years. Yeah. Now they are not. There's not a purple or white onion in this game. Nope. So they, how do you get purple and white Pikmin? They, um, you throw them into little flowers that you find mainly underground. Yeah, so you throw your red, yellow, and blue Pikmin, whichever one you have the most of, into, or the ones you don't need as much in that area, you throw them into a flower and get the other Pikmin. Yes. And then you put them in the ship. Oh yeah, the ship. sentient. Uh, So they can go into any... Oh no, they go into the ship with you. Yes. Yeah. The ship is sentient this time and has kind of a, a mind of its own. Yes. Uh, it has lots of quirky, snarky things to say. So, uh, lead us on, continue the story. Yes. So you get to Awakening Wood, which is the reskin of Forest of Hope. And that's the second area in this game. Yes. Which is spring, 
Because Awakening in winter, yeah. spring. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, so you got purple Pikmin in Valley of Repose. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. You find them in the first cave you get to, and then you get a um, a little half of an, a globe. So that expands your range, and you go to Awakening Wood. And you go through the area, explore a little bit, and you find this this cave called the Bullblacks something. Oh, the Bullblacks. Um, list of caves, Awakening Wood. The Hole of Beasts. The Bullblacks Kingdom is a completely different hole. <laughs> anyway, so, you go into this hole called the Hole of Beasts, and there's many, many Bulborbs inside of it. There are lots of Bulborbs in this game, and yeah. lots of different kinds of Bulborbs. There are uh, actually some uh, little Bulborbs that you can have join your party temporarily called Bulbmen. They're yep. cool. Um, and there's also bull bears, which were in the first game, but now they come back to life after you kill them very uh, slowly. I hate, I hate that. Them. Uh, ah, the bull borbs. Anyway, bull bears are the worst. So this is the music that plays in the Hole of Beasts? Yes, no, this is the boss theme, which oh. plays when you fight the boss, the big Empress Bull Blacks that you find at the end of the hole. And we will talk about the Empress when we get back. Yes.
this is the boss theme from Pikmin 2, and it's super cool. It is super cool. Man, I, that goes a lot of places, and... Those I, trumpet I, stings, though. I definitely remember this. Yeah, those trumpet stings. So, we'll talk a little about it in a second. But first, I have to say, if this were not a G-rated podcast, I would call the Empress Bull Black something very not nice, because I hate this boss. <laughs> hate it. This is a the boss theme for all the bosses, but we were talking story-wise about Empress Bull Blacks. This thing, it's a big, like, what you think of as, like, a queen ant type thing. So it's got this huge butt, like queen slug <laughs> for a butt in Earthworm Gem. And you can only attack its head, and then it throws the Pikmin off. And if it rolls around while the Pikmin are beside it, they instantly die. It's, yes. You can lose, like, all your Pikmin in one shot. And if you lose all your Pikmin, that's how you die in these games. Yeah, it, ugh, grr, hate, hate it. Anyway... So talk a little about this track, Shukapow, and what each of the little different musical motifs, or different not motifs, the musical evolutions means. So you got kind of the baseline music. Yes. Which is intense enough. And you get those little trumpet stings. What do those mean? Yeah, those are like the four different types of boss attacks. Gotcha. And then you've got the big one, like... <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. All right. And then, That's of course, that really, really cool little ending stinger. felt so good when you finally... Some of these bosses, especially like the Empress Bullblacks and the Titan Dweevil, which is the final boss, when you hear that, it's just so... It's just this release. And it's so, so, so good. So good. Love it so much. Alright, so each cave has a boss. Yeah. Um, One thing I I think is kind of fun, the Emperor Bullblacks, which is not nearly as impressive as the Empress Bullblacks, is like a common enemy in this game, right? But he was a boss in the first Pikmin. Yes, the um, the Emperor Emperor Bulbax. Yes, that was the final boss in the first Pikmin. And oh, and, it was and super this difficult. One, and in this one, it's a complete pushover if you have enough purples. <laughs> but it's not a it's common enemy. But it's much like, much smaller. It's not a common enemy. It's like one of the first bosses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then later in oh, the it's game, smaller. Yeah, for some reason, hmm. it's like a big green raisin with a head. <laughs> Then later in one of the later caves in Wistful Wild, it's there's like three of them in a room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really and the thing about that is the Emperor Bulblax, it just like sits under the ground. It's got like those little snail eyes poking up. Mm-hmm. You Which could easily miss. Spot. Yeah. 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 You can attack uh, the Bulborbs anywhere, yeah. but if you get them in the eyes, it like it messes them up. Yeah, at least in Pikmin three. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's got the little eyes that you can pretty easily mistake for, um, for like, little plants when they're spoken oh, about the ground. Yeah. And then it just, just, just FNAF jump scares you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after you beat the whole of Beasts, where do you go next? Yes, after that you go to the Snagret Hole, where you find the White Pikmin. Oh, the Snagret Hole. I remember this place. You get to the bottom. This is and the, the last the cave snagret. that you find in the in the Awakening Wood, I think. Actually, or, or maybe I think that's the cave of spiders. I don't you, know. 
the spider one's a perplexing pool. Um, you do, you do the Bulwax Kingdom after this one with okay. when you get the um, when you get the yellows. Okay. And then once you get the blues, you can go over to the perplexing pool. No wait, wait. Well, anyway, once we're getting get, ahead of ourselves. Just a second, just a second. Just a second. White flower garden. That's where you get the white pigment. It has a snagger at the bottom, and the white uh, snaggered hole is the one with all the snaggerets. Okay, so right now we're going to the white flower garden. Yes. Okay. To get the gotcha. whites. Cool. So, white flower garden. That's a nice name. Yeah. I can imagine a song called White Flower Garden being a nice song. Yeah. Is that the one we're playing next? No. Wow. What's the one we're playing? I didn't next? actually bring the Bulbax Kingdom theme. But anyway, what we do have next is Perplexing Pool, where you go after you get the second half of the globe in. Which actually, after you get the white Pikmin. So you get the white Pikmin. You get the blue Pikmin in Perplexing Pool. No, you get the blue Pikmin once you go back to Awakening Wood after you get the yellows in Perplexing Pool. Oh, okay. So you go to Perplexing Pool. You don't have the blue ones yet. Yeah. But, I mean, you can just hear from the sound awesome. of this area. This is an area where you're going to need the blues eventually. Yeah. Perplexing Pool is the autumn area. Of it's the actually game. Distant Spring, which was the. Yeah. Perplexing Pool is the autumn area of the game, and so this place is... No, Perplexing is... Pool is the summer area, and then... Oh, that's, the yeah, duh, that's yeah. right, because it goes winter, spring, summer, and then autumn. Yeah. And I should remember, I remember <laughs> the last area, so I, that's obviously autumn. This is the summer area, and you said Perplexing Pool is really similar to Distant Spring? Is yeah, it's actually, it's, it's, yeah, it's another map reskin. Okay, gotcha. Okay, well, let's go ahead and listen to Perplexing Pool, and when we get back, we'll talk a little more about some of these other Pikmin. Perplexing Pool from Pikmin 2. That was kind of a perplexing track. It, it's nice. I like the, the keyboard, but the rhythm is... The syncopation's really weird on this one. Yeah. That that background um, instrument. And then the piano kind of added in. It almost... It's almost kind of reminiscent of, like, later on, like, the shrine music in Breath of the Wild in yeah. some ways, which Hajime Wakai was involved with. So, yeah. yeah. So, 
You mentioned this is kind of a reskin of which area of Pikmin 1? Um, the, the Distant Spring. The Distant Spring. Okay. So, so you get here, and you find Yellow Pikmin here, and then you have to go back to the forest and find Blue Pikmin? Uh, yeah. And then you can come back here and explore more, because it's a pool, and so obviously you need Pikmin to get read underwater. Thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you get to, and their perplexing pool is the summer area, as we yep. mentioned, the, the Pikmin 2 areas are kind of, they each correlate to one of the seasons. Yes. So, yeah, so kind of what happens from here? Well, first off, as much as I hate Distant Spring, I love perplexing pool. Why is that? It's just such a chill area to go around, and uh, this has the, um, what's it called? The Glutton's Kitchen. Which is a pretty pretty chill, relaxing dungeon. The Glutton's Kitchen. Bit of a kitchen. break from all the weirdness. Remind me what the Glutton's Kitchen is like. It's sort of like one of those caves that's like... You know, it's not it's not like a cave, it's more like a sort of dark playroom. It's got like the little carpet, all those little toy oh, blocks. Oh, yeah. And it's got like the inside. bread bugs. Oh, the bread bugs. Yeah, the bread yeah. bugs. So this kind of leads us into something. In the first Pikmin game, Olimar had like little diary entries whenever he would go up, and you would have the the results. Yeah, the um, Pikopedia. He does. Oh wait, no, the Pikopedia is a different thing. Yeah. And this one he does as well, um, but he also I think has the Pikopedia where he talks about the different animals. Yeah. So sometimes you also get letters from home. Uh, but Louis also has Louis entry has a Piclopedia entry as well, but his all have to do with food <laughs> and yep. how, how the and enemies how taste. Cook all of them. <laughs> I think there's a really funny one. Um, getting this from the Pikmin fandom wiki. Look at category Louis notes. Okay, I'm gonna look at some of the funniest ones that really should not be. Cooked. Like the anode beetle, that electric little beetle with it. Electrics with other things. Drain the electrical charge before boiling. Although it's possible to eat an anode beetle while it's charged, doing so may result in an unpleasant tingling <laughs> sensation. <laughs> man at legs. For any of you who don't know, the man at legs is a big robotic spider. Although the meat is a bit on the metallic side, the oil makes a mouth-watering gravy or lubricating lubricative vinaigrette. Lubricative vinaigrette. Wow. Yes. Louis has a very sophisticated palate. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Okay, one more and then let's move on. One more. <laughs> let's check out the Titan Dweevil. <laughs> okay. Sure. What's the final boss taste like? Eaten raw, the predator's luxurious legs are bold and full-flavored. What a satisfying crunch. Period. He has an entry for the thing that he rode on top of to, to bite you. <laughs> Wait, I thought that it, like, tried to eat him or something. No, he, um... I don't know. Something happened. Anyway. Uh, uh just one more, one more. Okay, the, um... The Mamuda. This is the funny one I was looking for. Um... It's like this this little stone thingy that it, it slams its hands into the ground, and if it catches the Pikmin there, it, like, puts them in the ground like snaggers. They, like, oh, like, yeah. oh, I hate those things. Yep. Uh, the, the entry is inedible. Oh, Tastes like chicken. <laughs> oh, man. 
I love that he says inedible, and then he says what it tastes like. <laughs> That's Louie. Yep. Okay. So, as refreshing of a break as the Glutton's Kitchen is, though, I also remember there being a dungeon in this area with a monster who is particularly annoying. Yes. And that is the Water Wraith. <laughs> this is like, sort of, for me, this is the big boss of this area. So, Chuck Conroy played through Pikmin 2, and um, his quote from this dungeon is, I don't want to speak too soon. I really don't want to speak too soon. But I think that's the last treasure, and we've gone without setting off what it is I'm so afraid of. And then the water wraith falls from the ceiling, and he's just like, I just had to open my mouth! I just had to say it! As soon as I finish saying it, you suck! You suck, game! And then his mass genocide of over half of his pigment to the water wraith. Ugh. So, what do you remember about the water wraith battle? It's... Actually, the entire dungeon is the Water Wraith battle. If you take too long on a floor, it appears, and then the further down you go, the less time you have until it appears. And you can't kill it, and it just comes toward you, and it rolls over... If it rolls over your Pikmin, they just instantly die. How do you kill it, eventually? Isn't it with the purples? Uh, yeah, you... There's a purple candy... Uh, there's a purple... What's it called? Flower? Yeah. It, I think it's a candy pop butt or something. But okay. yeah, the, this purple flower at the bottom, and it uh, you can throw those at the water wraith, and it gets a physical form. Gotcha. Ugh, yeah. That enemy, he's the worst. And so I think you mentioned this when we were talking about the boss battle music, but... So do all the bosses in this game have the same music? Yes, except for the Titan Weevil, I think. I think the, twi- the Titan Weevil has uh, different music. Like and then the water wraith. The water wraith has specific music for when it's coming after you on the floors, which is our next track. Oh, so the boss battle theme plays when you actually fight it, but when it's, like, chasing you and the horrifying, you know... <laughs> like, that that's when this game turns into a horror game, is when the water wraith is chasing you. It's really terrifying. Yes. So, let's see if the music sort of matches that feel. It does. And that was the Water Wraith is coming from Five Nights at Fred. No, from Pikmin Two. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty intense, pretty intense stuff right there. Uh, sorry if uh, any of you who were expecting just a nice chill Pikmin music episode are a little on edge now. But sometimes these games are just legit, straight up terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 
There is another race that we will talk about here in a little bit that we encounter later that is also really horrible. Yep. But we're not quite there yet. The Water Wraith is bad enough. But let us leave it behind, because after you beat the Water Wraith's dungeon, I believe that's the point when you can finally go to the last area of the game, which yep. is called... Well, no, actually. You get there, you get there oh, when you pay off the debt. It's... Oh, right. So it's not, yeah. like, tied to a certain dungeon after you pay off a certain amount of debt. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But the last area of the game, that's when the president can join you, yep. right? Because Louis has been kidnapped. <laughs> or something. Something happened. Yeah, he, you... When you... When you left for Honkatate, you accidentally left him behind. <laughs> accidentally. Oh, man. Well, okay. I mean, it probably was, but still. Well, yeah, Olimar is nicer than Louis. <laughs> but, so yeah, you go back, you get Louis, you try to find more treasure, and what area do you land in in the autumn when you go back for Louis? You land in Wistful Wild. Wistful Wild. The autumn area. Yeah. I remember really liking the name of this area. I think I like the theme, too. Do we have the music from this one, from this episode? The Wistful Wild theme? Yes. Yes. Ooh. That is our next track. All right. Well, hey, why don't we go ahead and get into it? All right. And is this the last track from Pikmin 2? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. All right. Well, here we go. Last track from Pikmin 2, The Wistful Wild. From Pikmin 2. Such a weird... I love that track. Cool little track. It's... All the Pikmin tracks are weird. It's kind of mysterious. And... I don't know. It does have a little bit of a wistful sound to it. I think that, uh, that, got that flute... that flute. Yeah, that pan flute instruments is really, really evocative. This area is hilarious, full of, like, reds and oranges and autumn colors. And it's just... It's a really different-looking area to the rest of the game. And from the rest of the game. Also, because it's the endgame area, this area, there's Gatlingrikes and other very, very annoying enemies. Yeah. Such as the Mamuda. Gatlingrikes. Don't they have, like, Gatling guns? Yeah, they yeah. have little shields on their faces. You have to attack them from behind. Oh, yeah. And, and then they can they... turn around and, like, just shoot you. Yeah. Ugh. 
They have guns. Where did these enemies, like, I guess they just evolved from, like, technology and nature, but... Well, I mean, there is that theory that, like, Pikmin were engineered as sort of bioweapons against oh, humanity. Oh, gotcha. And, like, things like the Grunk and Manitwags were mm -hmm. some of humanity's, like, attempts to ward them off. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they could have just used, like... Now, where does the Plasma Wraith come from? Weapons. Uh, I don't know. It could be another thing. Like, engineering like a lab or something. Gotcha. Some sort of nuclear reaction. Uh, I don't know. Sure. Something like that. <laughs> what I know is There's this area... There's a lot of room for speculation in Pikmin. This area is pretty cool. Uh, but so you go through and eventually rescue Louie from the horrible, horrible, horrible to fight Titan Weevil. Oh, that thing is annoying. It basically, like, has all the different kinds of attacks in the game. It's actually, it's, it's fun if you're prepared for it, because yeah. you kind of have to, you know, strategize, and it takes a lot of thought. You can't just throw a whole bunch of purple Pikmin at it and expect to win. Yep, the strategy is to throw a bunch of yellow Pikmin at it and expect to win. Because <laughs> yellow Pikmin are the only ones that are, you know, immune to... <laughs> to electricity, which Electri electricity, electricity will instant kills instant everything kills. else. But fire and poison, you have a little bit of time to save them with your whistle. Fire and poison and water. They get little bubbles on their heads and uh -huh. yeah. they die. Science. Physics. So, that is the end of Pikmin 2. And then Olimar goes back to his family and Louis goes back and they live happily ever after. Until the prologue of Pikmin 3. Yeah. Where Olimar goes back to get more treasure. And then yep. gets kidnapped by the Plasma Wraith. Yep. Which we will get to in a moment. But first, Pikmin 3. So in this game, uh, Hajime Wakai was joined by two other composers. There's Atsuko Asahi, who worked for Nintendo, uh, works for Nintendo rather, and she has worked on uh, several different games lately. Uh, first on Animal Crossing New Leaf, I believe that was her first one, but also on Mario Kart 8 and ARMS. So... Very nice musical pedigree there. And also, Asuka Hayazaki, also better known as Asuka Ota, a longtime Nintendo composer, um, who uh, Hayazaki is her married name, and she uh, has been working with Nintendo since 2003, so 18 years at this point she's been working with Nintendo. And she's composed also for a variety of games, including several titles in the Mario and Zelda franchises. Ooh. So by this point... Wakai had kind of come up in the world, and so had Asuka um, Hayazaki and some of these other composers here. And a lot of that's because while there were three years between Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2, how many years were there between Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3? A lot. Didn't Pikmin 3 come out in 2012 for oh the Wii U? Oh my gosh. Is that right? So eight years <laughs> between Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3. And just this year, right? This year or last year, the Pikmin 3 Deluxe came. I think it was this year. So, I believe 2021, Pikmin 3 Deluxe came out for the Switch. So, <laughs> then nine years between <laughs> Pikmin 3 and its re-release <laughs> as an enhanced port. <laughs> and we're still waiting on Pikmin 4. So doesn't apparently bode, it's in development, but not a super high priority. Yeah, it doesn't bode well. It's been in development for longer than Metroid Prime Four or Breath of the Wild Two, and yet we've heard about those two games at least something, and we haven't heard anything about Pikmin Four, except still working on it. Gosh. So now Pikmin Three's music 
um, has a more natural and simple atmospheric effect rather than really melodically strong tunes, which is why it kind of makes sense that we only have three from this soundtrack tonight. Um, Every area in Pikmin 3 has a total of six musical variations. You no longer have a specific musical variation when... There's like a fight going on. Uh, there's just like some extra percussion instruments that come in. But you do have variants of songs that play while your Pikmin are performing tasks, like building bridges or stuff like that. So there's the morning, morning work, work, afternoon, evening, and weather. Uh, fun fact, the same weather music plays in all the regions except for the Formidable Oak and the Distant Tundra, which have their own unique weather themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the same music plays in all of the cave areas, regardless of what like major area the cave is in. Yep. All bosses also share the same thing theme, except for the Vehemoth Fosbat and the Plasm Wraith, which Shook Power already Fosbat. mentioned. Oh, gosh. Uh, both of which have unique themes. All mini-bosses share a remixed version of Pikmin 2's boss theme. So, um, in every official trailer of the game, uh, the main theme from the game's mission mode was used. So, this is the first Pikmin game when uh, Strawberry Flower did not perform the trailer themes. So, uh, what is our first track from Pikmin 3 going to be, Shukapau? Well, first up, we have the first area, Garden of Hope. Garden of Hope. Technically, the like third area, but it's the first area that you actually really go to. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that was The Forest of Hope from Pikmin, released in 2001. Wait, no. This is The Garden of Hope from Pikmin 3. (laughs) That was very nice. And I think you can tell, when it comes to production, that this game came out eight years later (laughs) than the last game we just listened to. Because these instruments sound much nicer. (laughs) But, uh, really, this is a lot less melodic and is a lot more ambient and atmospheric. And it's just... Generally nice to listen to. 
I dig it. Pikmin 3 is probably my favorite game in the series. Um, I really enjoyed this one a lot. I liked the characters quite a bit. I don't think we really need to get into, like, you go to this area, then you go to this area, then you go to this area, because this game, I mean, it follows a similar formula in that regard. But you can tell us a little bit about how the game starts out. So, uh, who are the main protagonists of Pikmin 3? Do you remember your ABCs? Yes, Alf, Brittany, and Charlie. Yep. They're from Kopai, and they, they're they running out of food, so they try to find a planet with food. The, the Kopaians, I mean. The Kopaians are the same size as the Hakatatians. Yes. Uh, and their research takes them to a planet that has a lot of fruit on it. It's called PNF404. Yeah. Wait, that was the name of the one that Olimar and Louie went to. Whoa. Wow. So, yeah. So they get there, and like all captains who come to this planet seem to do, they crash land. <laughs> no one knows how, but... And Alf ends up in um, this area, right? Um, no, Alf ends up in the Tropical Wilds, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, yeah, Tropical Wilds. He Brittany finds the Red Pikmin. Ends up somewhere else. Yeah, she ends up in the Garden of Hope, but we don't actually get her point of view. Right. Because she's just trapped in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Charlie goes to the Tundra and gets eaten. The Tundra, yes. Charlie gets eaten. Charlie is the commander. Yes. Um, Alf is the engineer. Alf is the engineer. the food expert. Brittany is the food expert. And in this game, unlike the past games, you don't find treasure or ship parts, but you find fruit, which your ship turns into juice, which you can take back to Kopai and make more juice. And that's kind of how you go through this game. And I love these characters. They have they have a lot of charm. Uh, they're very cute. And uh, Charlie is just, he's just cool. I love Charlie. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so you go through and you, there are two new varieties of Pikmin in this game. The purple Pikmin and white Pikmin are no longer anywhere to be seen. Except in challenge mode. Except in challenge mode. Yeah. But in their place, in story mode, we are introduced to the very durable rock Pikmin. They're made of rocks. Yes. They are rocks. They can stun enemies, uh, and you can also use them to break crystal. And then you have the winged Pikmin, which are really cool. They're very fragile, but they can also carry stuff like across gaps. And Like if winged Pikmin were a Pokemon, their lowest stat would be attack and their highest would be speed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um... That was Garden of Hope, which is the area where you find Brittany and the Blue Pikmin, I believe. But we don't have to get into all the specifics of all that. So, what have you got to say about Pikmin 3? It's much better than the other two, and then the deluxe version just improves on that. So, why don't we go ahead and play our next track, and then when we come back, we can talk a little about the deluxe version. Yes. Next up we have Tropical Wild. Thank you. 
That was Tropical Wilds from Pikmin 3. All right. And I was actually checking while we were gone. I think that the only Pikmin song that we have played so far on this show is the one that I picked for episode 1-8, which was when I picked some of my favorite songs from some of your favorite games. And I picked the Garden of Hope Sunset theme. And, uh, yeah, so... Pikmin 3 is the only game from the Pikmin series that we've played a song from before tonight. So, I'd say this was long overdue, and this was a lot of fun. And the um, if anybody wants to, Shukapau also had kind of a long talk about Pikmin on that episode that yep. went on so long I actually cut it out and made it its own little mini-episode. Yep. And Hollow Knight. <laughs> yep, with Hollow Knight as well. So if you want to go check those out, they came out sometime last summer. So you can go find those on the YouTube channel or look them up on your podcatcher feed. Uh, the those little those two little minisodes were called Shukapow Shoots the Breeze. Yep, <laughs> and they were fun. They were nice. But yeah, so Tropical Wilds. This is where Alf wakes up, and yep. Alf looks a lot like Olimar, a younger Olimar, maybe. <laughs> But he finds the red Pikmin, and he's the one who sort of starts out the adventure. And eventually you do find your other captains and rescue them. And then you also find somebody else. Who do they run into, Shukapau? Hmm. Yes, um, they find a Louie later on. Yeah. And they think he's Olimar. <laughs> yep. Oh, because they've been finding Olimar's notes as they go all around... Uh, and they give them kind of some tips, and so they form like this impression of, of Olimar and who he must be. And yeah, they think Louis is Olimar, and Louis is in like shock or something, and so he can't really talk. <laughs> and so they take Louis back to their ship, and he's very grateful and treats them with dignity and respect. Nah. What does he do? He steals all of the food and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, Louis is the worst. Yeah. Louis <laughs> is just the absolute worst. Wait! Just realized something. Olimar. We said his name is based on Mario. Louis. G. Yo! But that doesn't carry on to Alf and Brittany yeah. and Charlie, though. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder what, what Olimar. Do we ever find out what Olimar's wife's name is? No. Interesting. Alright. Uh, so, yeah. They find Louie, and he steals other stuff and runs away. So they go and catch him. Um, how, th how did they end up going to the Forbidden Oak? Is it, is, that's where they find Olimar, right? Uh, that's where the plasma Yeah, I think is. they just like see it on the map at some point. Okay, and they go there, and then, then there's the Plasm Wraith. Here's the thing about the Plasm Wraith fight. It's not really hard. Like, you can survive it, but there's time limits. <laughs> And the first time I fought the Plasm Wraith, I was right up to the end, and I ran out of time. <laughs> and it was the worst ever. Ugh. But then I went back and I beat it. I was frustrated at first, though. It was hard. And then, yes, you meet Olimar and rescue him. And 
then at that point, uh, Pikmin 3 originally, like, it basically ends. Yep. And Pikmin 3 Deluxe, however, adds something extra. Tell us a little about what Pikmin 3 Deluxe brings to the series, Shukapop. It gives you the prologue where Olimar goes down to PNF 404 again for some treasure. And then the epilogue where he goes back because the president wants him to get back the Hawktape Freight ship. Which, you know, was the ship in Pikmin 2. Hmm. Right. That's all the epilogue does? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It's kind of a letdown. I mean, I haven't really played the epilogue. I played a bit of the prologue with RJ a while back. Okay. Well, eventually then, when we get this, or when RJ lets you borrow it, we can play the, uh, the epilogue. What do you think? Do you think you actually want to own Pikmin 3 Deluxe? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I wasn't sure if you would want to pay full price for this. But it does sound like it added some stuff. It also added more, like, two-player content, right? Um, yeah, it did. It has the, um, the story can be played in two-player now. Which is oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. We can do that together. We can. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, maybe at some point we'll have to go on, go in on this together when we get some, get some more money or something. <laughs> but, well, but you have a birthday coming up, and you yes, still got a little bit of Nintendo cash that the Easter Bunny gave you. Uh, <laughs> so, are you still thinking you're going to buy that uh, Bug Fables game? Yes. Okay. Cool. Good deal. I will look forward to that then. You know, that has some similarities to Pikmin, except in this game, you kill bugs. <laughs> in that game, you are bugs. And Pikmin is its own thing, and Bug Fables is kind of similar to Pikmin Mario. Kind of really yeah. similar to Pikmin Mario. Anyway. Um, Alright, well. Do you have much else left to say about Pikmin 3? Um, not really. So yeah, this is kind of an example of how, even though a game can be better in every way than its original, or than its... its, it's a, direct, not really prequel, because that's when you make a game or make something that comes before something else after the fact. Predecessor. It's direct predecessor. Yes. Because uh, Pikmin 3 is better than Pikmin 2. Like, just it is. But we're both more nostalgic for Pikmin 2, and so we had more say about it. So, um, But yeah, this is a great game. I definitely recommend everybody check it out. If you haven't ever played Pikmin before, Pikmin 3 is a great place to start. You really don't need to know anything. The controls are buttery smooth, and it's just its really fun. It's just the right level of challenge. There are things you can complete in a single sitting, and now it's on the Switch. So it's really its the best time to jump in if you haven't ever played a Pikmin game before. Yep. But um, you know what? Before we close out the show, Shukapow, what is our last Pikmin song? Well... We've got one more from Pikmin 3. Bingo Battle. Bingo Battle. And the track is called One More. One more from Pikmin 3. 
I remember this game. Yep. You know, I, I love Bingo Battle. I think I can count the number of times that I beat you in Bingo Battle on one hand, but I love it too. It's a lot of fun. So in Bingo Battle, you face off against uh, each other, and you're trying to. You can go around this like this area that is it's usually a square, and the, but there's different places you can go, and you try to collect different things, different enemies or treasures or fruits or something, and take them back to your ship, and you can, you have like this 4x4 four four grid that you're trying to um, get a bingo on. When you get a bingo, you win. Uh, you can also find these little cherry things and take them back to your ship, and they give you a bonus. Yep. And sometimes this bonus... And those are very, very fun. Yeah, sometimes this bonus makes all of your Pikmin spicy, which yep. makes them super strong and fast. Uh, and sometimes you drop a rain of bombs on your opponents or something like that. And so, yeah, Bingo Battle is super fun. Uh, the two-player content in Pikmin 3 is really top-notch. Yeah. Really good stuff. This is a, this is a fun track. This is, this is what plays when you have almost your bingo. Like you have one square left. When either player has one square left to get yeah. their bingo. It's, uh, it's really cool kind of. Kind of frantic, but not, like, scary frantic. It's very playful. Well, Shukapau, you have had some excellent picks this episode. I think that you did a As good always. job of... Uh, <laughs> and so modest, too. I think you did a good job of showcasing the different musical sounds of the Pikmin series. Once again, the Pikmin series was composed by Hajime Wakai. Uh, he was also joined on Pikmin 3 by Atsuko Asahi and Asuka Hayazaki. And... So, yeah, you can see in the show notes when these games came out and everything. And you can also find in the show notes links to a few things. First of all, I'd like to thank our patrons who make every episode of the show possible, because without them, I might have actually stopped a few times, because this gets hectic, but I love it so much, and it's it's really a good time. Even though I have to hang out with this annoying kid. <laughs> no, that's what Beth, that's the best part. I love it so much. But, uh, Shukapau, who are some of our patrons? Let's go back and forth like we always do. Yes, um, Daryl, the last Rican, he does VGM Fight Club. Yeah. Then there is Alex, the messenger, messenger, patron saint of all VGM podcasts, who is the host of a VGM journey. Ryan! The Ryan. Catlandia guy. Yes, Ryan Steele, composer of Catlandia, who we heard mm. last week. Who was also a Lapras. Yay. Yay. Yep. Then we have Forrest Shamlian, who is the creator of the Castle Corp series. And uh, uh, actually, Tower Pokemon. Talks, which uh, encompasses Castle Corp and the new Bomb Show, starring Bomber John. Don't call him Bomberman. He will blow you up. <laughs> <laughs> and himself. Yes. Scalatroy, who is also not yet a Pokemon. He does the theme song. He, he did. He's theme song guy. Theme song and also guy. SNES Thrash Remix guy. Yes. Also, Kung Fu Carlito, uh, Carlos Leon Roman, the host of the Heroes 3 podcast, one of our lovely artists. And finally, of course, the mysterious Nathan. Who is uh, White Kiram. White Kiram. <laughs> he has his own uh, Pokemon, but we still don't know who he is. But thank you all Nathan for... Nathan is radiating a, boy, a blazing aura. Thank you all for your supports. And thank you, everyone, who is hearing this right now for listening. Uh, every time I look on Anchor, I am 
so shocked and uh, just appreciative of how many people actually listen to this show. Shugabow, our Zelda Town Themes episode blew up. Like, it is our most popular episode by far. It has eclipsed the podcast tribute um, two-pair bonus episodes. It has even eclipsed the Kirby Halloween episode, which until recently was our most popular episode. So, yeah, apparently I'll like it when we do specific focuses. Um, The Undertale episode also did pretty well, uh, so we'll see how Pikmin does. I would also like to thank our artists, Ben the Dyad Dishman, who did our pixel art, and Naomi Rubin, who did our lovely, lovely podcast cover art. And, yeah. So, Jukapow, where can our listeners find you if they want to seek you out online? On flat.io at Lloyd Irving for Smash. Where you compose quite a bit of music. Yes, I do compose quite a bit of music. I am very good at compu- composing music. And they can also find you on Twitter at ShootKapow, which has been blocked on my school computers. I hate you. Yeah, so you might not be on there quite as much as uh, recently. At least but, for next week. Um, once uh, once school's out, uh, ShootKapow will probably be using the family computer a little more to, to do that. And you can also find this podcast now, not just in the usual places like YouTube and your podcatcher and... Uh, by email at verygoodmusicbgm at gmail.com and on anchor.fm where you can leave us a voicemail. You can also now talk to us on Twitter at VGMPod. Uh, you can also find us on Discord. Link will be in the show notes. And yeah, that's probably where I, we chat the most. I do post things on Twitter and I'll, I'll retweet and follow and stuff like that. And so uh, I do post some things there. And every time a show comes out, I'll post it there uh, and on Discord. But Discord is where we really talk, and I've kind of, um, the Discord has kind of blown up a little bit recently as well. Every week I'm going to start posting kind of a BGM challenge where I ask people to bring, like, their favorite uh, song on a, or a, a song they really like in a certain theme, and we just kind of generally chat, so there's a place to promote your own work, because I definitely believe in continuing to foster this community that has done so much for us. And, Chikapow, what are we going to be talking about next week? Grab bag episode. It's the um, where we pick a bunch of themes that we just want to pick. Yeah, pick a bunch of songs that either we kind of wanted to pick before but haven't really fit into a theme, or it's just something that we've heard that we really want people to listen to, or one of our favorites that just hasn't really, you know, we haven't had a chance to play yet. And I am really excited. We're each going to pick seven tracks, and we'll just kind of go with it and see what happens. But... This grab bag thing is actually how a lot of podcasts just kind of do their thing. A lot of times they just bring... They don't necessarily follow a specific theme. Uh, they just kind of bring stuff. And you know what? Now I think about it more and more, that's not true. I'm having trouble thinking of... Other than certain shows like Alex just brings kind of a, a mix of episodes. He doesn't usually do themes on BGM Journey. Yeah. Um, Hammock of KVGM The Last Wave, also a friend of the show, does... Uh, smooth jams, but other than that, doesn't really do, like, themes. But the, all of the duo shows that I can think of do thematic episodes, but occasionally they'll just do kind of a grab bag thing. I think I first came across this on, um, well, um, the Marcado Bros called them show-and-tell episodes, but I think XVGM also calls them grab bags. Anyway, it's gonna be really fun. Um, you'll get to hear some of the stuff that we just kind of generally like when we're not trying to fit a theme. 
And... Oh, I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, we've already mentioned The Last Recon, but he recently did a really, really awesome episode. It was a four-way battle between himself, uh, Hammock, who was the BGM Fight Club champion, um, John J. Gangsta Harrington of uh, Game That Tune, which is also an excellent, excellent show. If you're looking for something different and fun, uh, not like a lot of the other podcasts out there, Game That Tune is sort of a, it's a weekly sort of guessing game podcast, BGM podcast show. It's really, really fun. Not necessarily safe for uh, work. <laughs> um, it's not a kid-friendly show like some of the other ones are, but it is, are, are, it, is. it is a bleep of a lot of fun. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, and, and myself. So the four of us uh, squared off in the squared circle using licensed music. And it was a stacked episode. Like, it was really, really great music. Um, it ended in a three-way tie. And so what Last Regan did is he actually made wrestlers for each of us in um, WWE 2K18. And we all fought it out in a Hell in a Cell match, which is, the, like, what he called this was licensing Hell in a Cell, which I thought was kind of clever of <laughs> him. But, yeah, so go check out that episode. It was really, really fun. I won't tell you who won. You can go go check it out. Uh, you can find those videos where our wrestlers fight on the Last Recon's uh, YouTube page, which I think is called The Next Save Point. And, yeah, go check them out. Uh, tell them Bedroth sent you. And, Shukapow, am I forgetting anything? Not really, but there is one thing I wanted to do before we shut down for the night. Okay, what is that? Wanted to read off some of Sugar Conroy's funniest quotes and moments from his Pikmin 2 playthrough. Alright, why don't you give us a few of those? I know we talked about how Chugga Conroy means a lot to you on this show. Yes, Chugga Conroy is very poggers. Oh, by the way, our uh, train episode, Jeff has renamed that Very Pogger and the BGM Hype Train of Hype Pool BGM. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so give us some Chugga Conroy pearls of wisdom. Red leaves already? Today is just not my day. The Red Leaf poke Pikmin, in Pikmin 1, he named them Steve. He said, we will call him Steve and we will not like him. Oh. Funny thing about Steve, he actually, um, at one point in the forest naval, uh, one Red Leaf Pikmin was just, like, trying to bring back a fiery blowhog all by itself. And uh, he was like... Okay, I'm not losing a Pikmin today. He was looking around, uh, and he found him. He was like, wait, this... Okay, this Steve, he he spent all day trying to bring back a fiery blowhog by himself. Steve? Steve's a trooper? <laughs> oh, man. There was the aforementioned incident with the water wraith. Another incident in the submerged castle. I chose then to look away. Uh, 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 when a lot of his Pikmin died from a volatile dweevil in the submerged castle, which, as we said before, instantly kills everything except yellow Pikmin. It's volatile because yes, electricity. And then minutes later, well, there's the water wraith. That's my cue to reset. <laughs> <laughs> Pikmin world peace. Don't tongue my purple. Probably in a boss fight with the Emperor Bul the Emperor Bulblax. Yes, which likes to stick out his tongue and lap up your Pikmin. We'll just have my ten whites work on these poison nipples. <laughs> I 
hazards. The poison hazards, you know how oh, there's yes. the little Oh, yes, yeah, orange. the little stickets pop up and stick yeah. poison everywhere. <laughs> All right, one more. Pikmin AI! Which was not fixed all the way in Pikmin 3. It when was I was nice. playing Pikmin 3 Deluxe with RJ, we had we had a bunch of Pikmin try to bring back, I think it was an insect condo, which is an apple. It was trying to bring that back to the ship through a wall. <laughs> when there was there was a a pathway right next to it. I will say for everybody what I mentioned earlier that you should get this game. That does not happen a lot. It's, it's fairly rare. It but... was the last treasure, and <laughs> we spent half of the <laughs> we spent half of the mission trying to push that apple over the wall because the Pikmin would not give up. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, how did that end? I have to know before we we shut down. It, like, we got it partway up the wall, but then we just ran out of time. Sad day. And so another insect condo goes under. Presidential punch. The captains can punch in Pikmin games. Yes. Oh yeah, the Apparently. president. The president has a presidential punch. He does. Right. <laughs> he does have a presidential punch. Alright, everyone. Well, go enjoy a nice presidential punch. Until next time play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music. No, I don't want to show you why I travel. Stop. Pause the video. <laughs> Gosh, I hate this. YouTube. Yay. Yay. All right. Are you recording that? Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's gold right there, man. I'm going to email you the um... link to the rights version. Yes. There you go. Okay. Let's go. This is just for Daryl. I'm gonna put in the blooper reel. Next day, come back. There you go. All right. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. Well, let's not go there. This is a silly place. <laughs> All right. This is a different battle theme. Greetings, gamers. Nope. Hold on. <laughs> And we're back from eating gummy vitamins. <laughs> eating gummy vitamins. That's an interesting uh, track title there. Wait, that's yes. not what you said. <laughs> because our patrons chose one of our, uh, I was going to say our first like single game showcase, but we just did that last week, and we've done it a couple times before. But our patrons picked our first like single game showcase when it was just you and me. And, well, no. Dude, rewind. <laughs> our patrons picked our first ever series showcase. We haven't really done one about... Uh, no, we've done that too. Pokemon. Man, I'm just not remembering my own podcast tonight. Anyway, there is also uh, the theme song, I Know Uta, which I mentioned. No, don't do that. <laughs> Pokemon Museum, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we already did that episode, though. We already did oh. it. <laughs> um, 
This soundtrack was composed by... Here... Here... Blooper, I guess. Uh, Hajime Wakai. Hajime Wakai. I have a cat looking at me upside down. <laughs> Hi, Misty. Hey, Misty. Hey. She was just looking at me like, pet me, pet me. Yes. Okay. Cat, say hi. Say hi, cat. Cat, are you gonna say hi? She's not gonna say hi. There are four areas in Pikmin 4, and they're all based on the different seasons. Pikmin 4. Pikmin. <laughs> there are four areas in Pikmin 2. While there were three games in between Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2, Shukubo. Like, games. Three years between Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2. You get to pick one out of your onion. Oh yeah, pretty important thing. The um, uh, the the what's it? Um, the 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 Pikmin. The okay, so the creatures on the planet, which all of our names PNF four hundred four. Um, Brunel, who is also a Lapras. Oh wait, no, Brunel. Brunel is a patron. Brunel's not a patron. He's a friend of the show. He's also a Lapras. But he's yes. not a patron. But you know, uh, who is a patron? This sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes these games are just. My fork, no. May the fork be with you. <laughs> and until next time, stop playing with the mic and be very good. Go, no, that's not how it works. Uh, blooper reel. Yay. Inedible. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs>